With all of that being said, let us get to the main dish, the main topic, some actual professional wrestling <laughs> as uh, we talk AEW Grand Slam from last night, the weekly little mini pay-per-view that AEW likes to put on. Um, but yeah, man, let's kind of just jump straight into this. Let's jump straight into this review. There's a lots to go over with these matches, as well as a lot of freak injuries that happened in the show that took place with not just any other superstar or any other talent in the back, but top talents that had a lot of freak injuries, a lot of scares from last night, but we'll go over all of that as well as much more, but let us dive straight into this review. Uh, let us dive straight into it. AEW Grand Slam, September 20th, 2023, live in Queens, New York, in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, hour number one, the show starts off with our first matchup. It is Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli. This was title versus title, the ROH World Championship versus the New Japan Strong Championship. I believe that's the name of the title. If I'm butchering that, then my apologies. <laughs> um, so Claudio, and I, listen, this was a very physical match, as we assume so. I mean, it's Claudio and Kingston. We knew that they were just going to just try to just go out there and beat the holy shit out of one another. Very little crazy spots and just kind of just going back and forth at one another. The crowd was freaking into it. Claudio delivers a side suplex onto the ramp um, from, from the outside, you know, as we go into this match, uh, Claudio hits a Ricola bomb uh, to Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston kicks out it to a nine tenths. Eddie Kingston then hits a spinning back fist with, uh, with a suplex to follow suit. Claudio kicks out of that. Eddie Kingston, when it's all said and done, Eddie Kingston wins this match via a second spinning back fist and a power bomb for the W as he gets a nice reception. He got a nice recep a reception, of course, on the way the way down the ramp. Um, as yeah, man, Eddie Kingston is your new ROH World Champion as well as your new J new or uh, um, new Japan Pro Wrestling Storm championship as he is eddie two belts <laughs> eddie two belts as both men shake hands you know sign of respect and eddie kingston stands tall now yeah man i wish i could have definitely was more invested going into this because this was a this was a really solid really solid match really solid way to start off the show um of course eddie kingston being from new york being from queens or being from that area of course the crowd popped for him you know he's a fan favorite from that area so um, I don't I don't mind the, these two starting off the night. I, I don't really know if there's any other match. Maybe you can argue maybe Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho starting the night off. Maybe um, I, I can see people wanting that match to 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 take place to start the night off. Um, but but this but overall, I, I don't mind the move for these two to, to start the night off. Um, Eddie Kingston wins this match um, and with Claudio, man. So it's. Now we just wonder where things go from here. But yeah, I mean, tremendous freaking match. I was into it. The crowd was freaking into it. So I, I just wish, man, there was just a lot more riding into this as there's been, and me and Brian have spoken about this, right? When it comes to Claudio Castagnoli, when it comes to the BCC and, and you know, John Moxley was involved in a match of, you know, himself, and we'll get to him in just a second, but 
Yeah, it, it's just like with Kingston and Claudio, I respect like the angle that what they're doing, but I feel like it wasn't enough for really for people to sink their teeth into. Um, but for what this match was, man, damn freaking solid. You guys know how I feel about Eddie Kingston. You know, he finally got his moment. You know, you, you can say it was just because he was in he was in New York. It was Queens. It's a big event. But so we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see with Kingston. man. I mean, I said it with Samoa Joe and I, I feel the same way about Eddie Kingston. Put this dude more on AW freaking television, bro. But now but here's the thing now with him holding on to the ROH world title. I mean, how much are you really going to see of him now? Here's the thing. I mean, you've got the ROH tag titles with with MJF and Adam Cole. They've been a lot on AW television, of course. A lot of stuff involving ROH has really been on AW television a lot. So, so who knows? You might still see Eddie Kingston on AW television still. But so who knows with with Eddie Kingston? Um, yeah, I, I mean, who knows where they go from here? I'm I'm not sure where this kind of goes from here. But um, start to the show was fine. Match was fine. Nothing. Nothing that was anything crazy special, but it was a damn solid way to start the show and can't really say anything, anything else, at least anything, um, at least negative (laughs) really about this, you know, where this kind of goes from here, you know, kind of just, you know, remains to be seen, but damn solid match props to both men involved. Um, Up next, we had a backstage segment. Well, not really a backstage segment, just a, just a, or a vignette or just a segment itself. We had Roderick Strong in the hospital bed, you know, he's lying in the hospital bed. He's got the neck brace on and everything. Um, Adam Cole meets Roderick strong in the hospital is of course the kingdom is sitting by their side. Um, you know, Adam Cole's like, Hey, it's me. I'm here. I'm here. And I <laughs> freaking like freaking Roderick strong's like in the bed, like Adam, Adam <laughs> freaking. So dude, I'll tell you, man, like, look, props to props to Roderick strong and, and, and really being a, a focal point into all of this as I'll get more into this. Once we do get into the main event involving, you know, MJF and Samoa Joe and where this is all going to lead to. Um, But, you know, I was always wondering what Roderick strong was going to bring to the table when it comes to being in a storyline. Well, he's really doing a a really solid, solid job. So I I really give him props to that as he's really been definitely been the nice additional piece to the story. Um, especially if you're continuing this friendship with MJF and Adam Cole, because I only think you can only do so much with just those two. And now with Roderick Strong and what he's doing in the mix, it definitely adds a nice little touch to things. So yeah, the freaking kingdom says some words like, listen, we're about to, we're, 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 we're just about to head out um, as you know, we're going to gear up to win those ROH tag titles soon, as I believe they're going to be in a match uh, for Rampage, which of course already happened after <laughs> after Dynamite from freaking last night, as I believe they faced the Hardy Boys, and I guess the winner of that match gets a, a a title shot for the ROH Tag Titles. So, and then Adam Cole says, "Listen, man, look, uh, it's great to see that you're okay, but I gotta head out too. I gotta be there for MGF. He's got a big title match." And Roderick Strong's like, "What about me? What about me?" And and Adam Cole kind of just walks off. He's like, and he's kind of very hesitant as he does that. Like, I want to stay with you, but I gotta head out. And then like freaking Roderick Strong like presses like one of those levers, like those button levers that you raise like the bed or like the, one of those hospital beds, and you press it and it raises up like the, the head of the the bed or whatever. And he's just like, just go, just freaking go. Um, and Adam Cole freaking kind of walks off, and that was. 
that was your segment. So I'll get more into I'll get more into this later on as there's a lot to talk about with that as well as the main event. Um, but damn solid segment, man. I mean, you can tell just with with these segments there there's thought and there's effort put into it. And honestly, for me, someone that critiques this shit and, and really wants to see, you know, just not just AEW or WWE, just pro wrestling in general to really feel special. It's really nice to see somewhat of effort being put into a segment to feel people like Adam Cole and Roderick Strong feel important. So that's always a plus there as well. But let us dive into our next matchup. Our next matchup was Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara in a one-on-one -on -one match. Sammy Guevara, guys, comes out in in a in Jericho's Y2J light light jacket. <laughs> you guys remember his light jacket from his Y2J shtick? He would come out, the lights would go freaking completely pitch black, and he would have the light up jacket on. Uh, that was a really, really cool, <laughs> really, really cool little dig or whatever you want to call it to uh, towards um, towards Chris Jericho. That was just a nice little touch there. He had someone rapping his theme song to the ring, trying to make it a really big special type of fight feel. If, if you want to want to, you know, put it somewhere along those lines. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara hits a cutter. Hits, I believe it's called an avalanche cutter from the top rope. Um, definitely probably the biggest spot of the match. Um, obviously minus the finish, which I'm going to get into. Um, Guevara goes for a shooting star press and Jericho hits the code breaker in midair. And Chris Jericho wins this match over Sammy Guevara. So interesting, right? Because obviously going into it, you would think like, okay, like Sammy Guevara needs this. So if Chris Jericho is going to win this match, you would think something's going to happen. And oh boy, did something happen? Um, both men embraced in a big hug. You know, both men embraced in a hug. And Sammy Guevara low blows Chris Jericho. Now, people are making the comparison, and it does look very similar, to WrestleMania 19 when Chris Jericho low blowed Shawn Michaels. You know, the, the similar kind of scene where he, Jericho or Shawn Michaels, they, he collapses into into uh or when Shawn Michaels got load bloat I'll I'll make I'll discuss that little visual you know he rests his head and his body was just resting on Jericho's chest or stomach area and kind of the same little visual with Sammy Guevara here he low blows him and Jericho is just kind of in shock and all all he just falls forward and Sammy just kind of catches him with his stomach or his chest and just Sammy just shoves his face to the ground and I'm thinking okay and then Don Callis walks out and then I'm thinking, Oh boy, <laughs> Don Callis walks out, um, you know, standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder with Sammy Guevara. They walk up the rampway standing tall as Jericho left in a puddle of his own, his own blood or his own just defeat. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So it seems like that Sammy Guevara, is a part of this this family this this Don Callis family here so interesting and I could get on board with it now look how we feel and again I always talk about personal bias and how we might feel about certain individuals with Don Callis man he is he is getting a lot of good heat as of late you know so 
when it comes to Sammy Guevara, putting him with Don Callis definitely adds to his heel momentum, right? So I like that. I, I do like that to an extent. Now, where it goes remains to be seen, but now it seems like now we're, you know, we're, we're going back onto the Jericho Don Callis situation now. And now it seems like, okay, because of the match with Offspray and Jericho and, you know, I, I, we, we thought, you know, cause AEW is, you know, known to do this stuff as well as WWE just to kind of push things to the side. You know, they had the match with Will Offspray and Jericho, um, Don Callis, of course, being in the corner of Will Offspray. Of course, they had those little exchanges. Whereas Don, is Jericho going to join Don Callis or not? Well, Don Callis, because Jericho has denied, he took the next best thing. And that's his, uh, his former friend or one of his best friends in the company, and that's Sammy Guevara. So very, very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed, is now you have Takeshka, you now have Sammy Guevara, and now you have Don Callis. So yeah, I mean, I, I can dig it, and and, and I want to see where it goes. You know, I'll, get, I'll definitely give it a chance. This definitely has potential um, to really be, to really be solid. You know, and I think it, and I think because of Don Callis, you know, being a part of this once again, it kind of now, it definitely, not, not everything, but at least some minor details of, you know, maybe there's a reason why Sammy Guevara didn't walk out on Chris Jericho, right? Maybe there's a reason why you know, Sammy Guevara at least kind of let this whole thing with Jericho over the past several weeks drag out because there's been, you know, freaking Don Callis has been, has been in his freaking ear, you know, ever since, you know, the JAS and Jericho had their issues. The JAS have now moved on, or at least the rest of them. And Sammy Guevara, you know, he, he chose his path and that's with Don Callis. So, so yeah, um, for Sammy Guevara, and really getting fans to care about him being the heel, aligning himself with Don Callis definitely definitely has the potential and definitely is a good route to go to. Um, I do like that. And with Chris Jericho, we know he can play the heel. He can play the baby face, man. I have no problem with Chris Jericho playing this baby face role as this is going to continue, man. And it seems like this is going to continue to maybe some type of stipulation. Maybe that happens probably at full gear. Um, I doubt they're going to try to push this or try to rush this to wrestle dream or whatever that mini little pay-per-view is called that AEW has got going on in October. But who, I mean, do they push this to, to full gear that's coming up in November? So but obviously, this is continuing, and we're going to continue this whole shtick with Guevara and, and Jericho. So, yeah, I'll give it a chance. The match, for what it was, was was fine. There was one little botch that happened during the match. And you can tell that it's a botch because, you know, freaking commentary was like, oh, he didn't get all of it. He's like, he connected, but he didn't get all of it. That, that's when you know, like, freaking their Tony Khan's, like, in the back trying to cover, trying to cover their own ass or trying to cover their, their talent you know, from an obvious 
embarrassing botch. <laughs> um, but the, uh, outside of that, man, um, really solid matchup. I mean, Chris Jericho, his last two big matches, first, you know, this one with, with Sammy and then the other one with, uh, with Will Offspray back in London. Um, Chris Jericho has done, has done tremendous stuff as of late. And now he's going to continue this shtick with, with Sammy Guevara. Um, again, man, I really, I really don't have that much, much to really bash about this, honestly. So, I mean, again, where it goes from here, could it go completely off the rails? Absolutely. I'll give it a chance. I'll see where it goes. Obviously this is going to continue match was solid for what it was. Both men outside of that botch. Um, what it was, it was damn solid. It, it was damn solid. So, so far throughout this pay-per-view, or I guess you say mini pay-per-view, it's somewhat of a pay-per-view, but so far in the show, you know, not bad, not bad at all, man. Uh, MJF cuts a promo. This was early on in the, early on in the day, arriving to the arena, cuts a promo on Samoa Joe, you know, saying that he's going to choke him out. He's going to defeat him and all that stuff. Sending that message to Samoa Joe. Roderick Strong calls Adam Cole from the hospital. So obviously this was before Adam Cole arrived to the hospital early on in the segment early on. So this was kind of what transpired before, I want to say, what, you know, before, um, at least that's the vibe that I got from it. It's, you know, that Cole, you know, he walks off on the phone with Roderick Strong and MJF's like, you're going to be in my corner today, right? And then freaking MJF, he's left alone saying, your ass is mine, Joe, with a mean look on his face. So, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that seems like what that seems like ha- what it had to be, right? Freaking this was obviously early on in the night before Adam Cole met Roderick Strong in the hospital and just seeing what took place before he got there. So, not bad. And again, well, like I said, I want to save all my chips into one basket when we do get into the main event. Uh, which was Samoa Joe versus MJF. Um, our number two. Now, this is where we talk about these freak injuries. And in this match, uh, you're about to hear one of them. Um, and this match was John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix for the AEW International title. Start of this match, uh, both men, they brawl at the rampway before the bell rings. Mox delivers a DDT to Phoenix outside of the floor. Frickin' and Phoenix at one point delivered a flying leg drop onto the back of Mox's head uh, while lying on the barricade, while his stomach's lying on the barricade and he flips back over onto the onto the outside floor. Um, Mox delivers a stomp followed by a pilot, pile driver. And the <laughs> I could have sworn I heard, oh, oh freaking Seth Rollins' freaking theme song. Um, after Mox delivered delivered that stomp to Phoenix, um, so that was just like a freaking freaking New York, bro. What can, what can I say about that? Am I right? Freaking that that song just it, it it's like an annoying little fly. It's just like it never goes away. It's like even in AEW, you can't escape that fucking song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So again, so Mox hits the stomp, followed by a pile driver. Um, and then Ray Phoenix goes for, um, a pile driver on, on, of his own and Mox lands directly onto the top of his head. Ray Phoenix went for the cover. The ref stops his count. The ref stops the count 
And Ray Phoenix does the pile driver again. Obviously, you could see he was trying to be very careful with Mox on that second one there, of course. And Ray Phoenix is your new AEW international champion defeating John Moxley. Yeah, this was um this was pretty pretty ugly, man. Um this yeah, I, I, this there's really there, there's really no there's nothing really to sugarcoat about this man. This was a a match that I really had no interest or gave two fucks about going into it because it's this international championship. And yeah, it may, it may be a workhorse title, but there's no outside of just freaking what open challenges or whatever the fuck. Uh, there's really no stock being held with this international championship really at all. Um, unless that's just what Tony Khan wants the, t the championship to be. I mean, if that's what it is, then fucking a man, who knows? But um, yeah, so freaking Moxley, man. So what I've heard is that um, from sources is that Mo the plan was to have Mox win this match. And obviously, because of that freak incident, um, an audible was called and Ray Phoenix um, won this championship. Uh, that has been um, confirmed by sources from people from Sean Ross Sapp, as well as PW Insider, as well as others, um, that that was the plan uh, behind closed doors was for Mox, obviously, to defend that championship. But the audible was called. And Ray Phoenix won the match. So look, I, I mean, there's really nothing much I can really rip. I mean, this is a very just a, a unfortunate situation when it comes to this. I mean, with with this whole injury. Thankfully, Moxley is okay. He was he he was he was diagnosed with a concussion, but he was able to walk to the back and backstage on his own power. So that's at least good to see. It seems like John Moxley is going to be okay. So that's still great news when it, when it comes to that, but, uh, yeah, it's just, and, and now, man, it's just unfortunate, bro. And now, so now look the, the, the titles on Ray Phoenix and now freaking, you know, I, I don't know where you would go from here now. I mean, obviously I don't know. It's like a very quick, because if, if John Mox, I mean, look, a concussion is in concussion. Obviously, you know, if, if the audible needs to be called, it needs to be called. But man, it's just, it's, this, this is, it's a mess. <laughs> That's all I can really say in, in, in regards to anything here. But I, I think the most important thing out of, out of all of this is that Moxley is okay. Um, not, I mean, this shit could have been obviously way worse than what it was. But now Ray Phoenix is your, again, a, a tag team wrestler is now your international champion. And I don't expect Ray Phoenix to hold on to this title long at all. Um, who knows who he gives, who Ray Phoenix loses this championship to. Again, I, I don't expect Ray Phoenix to hold on to this title for more than a month, as I'm sure their Tony Khan or whatever suit and tie is back there plan is, you know, finding ways for Ray Phoenix to lose this title at some point because I mean, for, for Ray Phoenix, again, a tag team wrestler to win this championship, it was definitely, definitely an audible was definitely called. And obviously with all these sources, it, it, it confirms that. And that's really not a shocker.
So, and who knows? I mean, because Moxley was like out. Like John Moxley was like out cold. And I remember that leg drop from from early on in the match. I mean, was this something that that just kind of gotten, you know, worse as the match went on with this head injury? So who who freaking knows? But but Ray Phoenix is your champion, and now you're in this pickle to where you have a tag team wrestler holding on to him. I guess you could say you're mid one of your mid card titles. So yeah, it, it's is it, it's going to be very interesting to see what transpires with this moving forward. Um, but I guess we shall soon find out. But again, much much love to John Moxley. It seems like he's going to be okay. Um, so much love to him. Much love to Renee Paquette. I'm sure or Renee Paquette, as I'm sure she was freaking worried as all hell. Um, so I'm just glad every, again, things didn't go completely off the rails in a devastating, just scary way. So just that's, that's honestly all I can really say when it comes to this international title again, congrats (laughs) to Ray Phoenix, I guess. Uh, but again, I don't expect Ray Phoenix to hold on to that title anytime soon. Um, I just don't, I mean, it'll probably be within a month you know, with Tony Khan calling an audible and trying to put that title on one of his actual singles wrestlers. So, or, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe he wants to, maybe he's, he's like, you know what? Screw it. The title's on Ray Phoenix. We like Ray Phoenix. Let's see what he's got as a singles competitor. But then that kind of just escalate, you know, exit, you know, just freaking Das Boots, Lucha, the Lucha bros. And this whole tag, their, their whole tag team situation because Ray Phoenix has to focus on his international title and what he's doing as a singles competitor. So yeah. Um, but I guess questions are going to be answered um, over the next several days to see where this goes. But uh, yeah, really freaky injury. And just thankfully it, it wasn't as worse as, uh, as it could have gotten up next. We have Soraya, your AW uh, women's champion versus Tony storm for the AEW women's title. Um, not going to lie, man. Look, I, when it comes to the outcast, I've said it so many times. Like, I really wish that this entire situation with the outcasts could have been done just so much better, you know, when it comes to how they, you know, the way they were booked as a faction, the way that the turn kind of went on and just people, not really paying any interest into it because there was nothing interesting about them as a team to begin with. But, but for what this match was, man, and I, and I, this was, this was the match where I'm like, all right, this is, you know, Soraya, obviously she's still, she's still obviously not at a hundred percent with her injury, um, with her neck injury that freaking you know, was a burden on her wrestling career for years. So clearly they have to play it safe with her. And obviously she, she, you know, she's not the same wrestler as she once was, which kind of questions why would they even put the title on her in the first place outside of giving her a really cool moment at, at, at London. But um, so, yeah, you have Soraya versus Tony Storm. Tony Storm, so she's been rocking with this new gimmick, which is actually pretty interesting um, it's, it's definitely interesting. She's coming. She, she's got like this Marilyn Monroe type of attire and this shtick yet. She has a little bit of, 
little bit of screws loose <laughs> alongside with it. That's kind of pretty much the character. She comes out in like the black and white, um, the black and white filter or whatever. Of course, if you're watching this on TV, of course, the black and white entrance. She's got a new little attire with a new theme song. I, I dig it, man. I, I, it, her shtick and, and the way it's prescribed to be, I guess, that Marilyn Monroe type of deal. Um, I could see why people are on board with it. And, and, and this is and that's the thing, man, with Tony Storm is, yes, yeah, she's a she's a very good talent. We know how talented she is in the ring. And she's had her moments with NXT UK as well as NXT. But and now you give her this character here, which could completely go off the rails. There's no there's no doubt. Um, but. Definitely. I mean, but, but as you can see, man, people are really into this. You know, she's just not Tony storm, the really good professional wrestler. No, there's a character, there's a personality, you know, there's, there's something to be connected with from Tony storm. And I, and I do like that man to see where it goes remains to be seen. But so the start of this match, Soraya slaps the taste out of storm's mouth three times. Freaking. Tony Storm's like looking at her like, why are you like, she has like this scared frown on her face. She's like, why, why are you slapped? Like, what, what did I do? Like, why are you so angry? And the third time she slaps freaking Storm, then she starts smiling and laughing like some psychotic freak <laughs> or smiling, just smiling pretty much. Uh, Ruby Soho, of course, was in the corner of, of, of Soraya. She's at ringside. Uh, Tony Storm rolls underneath the ring. Uh, she was face to face with Soho. Soho pulls her out of, out out uh, out from underneath the ring, and then Storm, <laughs> Storm starts whip starts whipping Soho. She pull she pulls out these sandals or slippers, and she starts whipping she starts whipping Ruby Soho with it uh, before the commercial break. I think she hit she hit one of those slippers over the head with Soraya with it as well before they went. To commercial break while the referee was distracted with Ruby. Um, so that that was definitely, yeah. I mean, shoot, like I said, dude, the crowd was into this man. I'm sure this this match definitely caught a lot of people by surprise. They probably thought, okay, Soraya, Tony Storm, we know how this division's being booked. We know how this division has been pres you know prescribed and in the way they've been feeling as such. Like this is a bathroom break match. Like, all right, let's just get this over with. But this was man, freaking, especially as the match went on. Damn solid. Was it anything great? No, I'm not going to go as that far to say it was great, but it was good, man. Much love, much love and respect to both of these ladies, at least as well as Soraya, at least what she was able to do in there. Um, so Storm rips off the top, off the bottom turnbuckle and she grabs spray paint, but then Ruby Soho gets involved. She grabs that spray paint bottle out of her hand the referee is distracted. Soho tosses Soraya the spray paint bottle. She sprays the, the paint into Storms' face. While the ref is distracted, he doesn't see it. Uh, Soraya hits the nightcap DDT finisher. Storm kicks out at two. Um, Storm, or I think Soraya went for a kick to the gut and she caught it. Storm, uh, Tony Storm caught it. And then she's like slowly puts... Soraya's foot down and legit freaking lip locks plays Tomsa hockey. Is that what freaking is that what uh what, what Jerry Lawler would say? Tomsa hockey with freaking uh with freaking Soraya freaking lip locks with with uh, with Soraya was Tony Storm as again again the character that she's pretty 
She's got some screw loose, man. So she kisses Soraya and she hits the Storm Zero finisher, the pile driver, and Soraya is able to kick out at two. Um, uh, Storm goes for the hip attack in the corner with the exposed turnbuckle. Soraya sidesteps it and Soraya wins via a second night, nightcap DDT finisher and she retains her championship um, as Soraya, as well as Ruby Soho, they walk up the ramp and they stand tall. So look, so, so let me let me start by saying this. I really do like what they're doing with Tony Storm. I do. Um, how they book her moving forward as such remains to be seen, but I really like how she's kind of soaking in and really just playing this character. It's just like, she's probably saying to herself, like, look, you know, if I'm going to be this character, I'm going to go all in and, and do a, and really make people care about this. And it shows, man. I mean, people, freaking wrestling fans enjoy it. I'm starting to kind of dig into it. Um, of course, I want to see more and see where it goes. But um, and her losing the match. And I know there, there, there can be a discussion to where, oh, you know, you have this new entrance, you have this new character you know, wouldn't you want her momentum and for her to win this championship? But yeah, the thing is though, guys is Soraya just won this championship. And if she's going to be your woman to be at the top of the division, holding that championship, especially the fact that she just won it, it would be really weird to once again, put Tony storm, put the title back onto Tony storm where she lost it to Sheeta. Sheeta lost it to Soraya and then within just a short amount of time frame, the, the title would just be back over to Tony Storm. So again, but it's it's a it's a lose-lose situation because with this gimmick, right? And I don't think it did any really harm to to Tony Storm at all. Um I, I don't really think it did. I mean, it depends on what they what they go or what they do with her moving forward now. But yeah, I mean, like you can't keep playing hot. You can't keep playing hot potato with that fucking title, bro. That that's a women's world title. You you can't just keep freaking. You can't just keep trading that fucking title like it's a bag of Skittles. <laughs> you just you just can't. Um. So, well, look with Soraya, it is interesting that the title's even on Soraya because I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you know Soraya. It seems like. Tony Khan and this company is trying to be extra careful with Soraya because I, I'm sure I'm very sure that she is not fully 100% cleared with this neck injury that she's dealing with. And they're really trying to play it safe with her. I mean, shoot, she did take a massive freaking DDT on the floor as well as, I mean, two DDTs from Tony storm. So maybe it's still in a way good enough to take certain type of bumps, but um, I don't know, man. It, it's just now with Soraya, because the thing, and now with Tony Storm, it's interesting, right? I, I really like Tony Storm's character change. I really do. But it's just this world title situation to where, what is the longevity of this? Are they waiting for Mercedes Monet to get healthy, to get cleared for her to be in a match with Soraya? Um, I mean, does, do we see Mercedes Monet in AW at some point? Who freaking knows? But yeah, I mean, this, this was the right call, at least for in the moment for what this was, Soraya winning the championship was the right call. You, you cannot keep flip-flopping these titles 
non-freaking stop, especially being in a world championship, a women's world title. So um, I like this character with Tony Storm. It has potential. She seems like she's really all in with this with this stuff as she's really doing really crazy outlandish stuff that's getting people talking. And, and then you have Soraya and Ruby, you know, like where do they go as well? You know, who's the next challenger for Soraya uh, unless they keep doing this shtick with Tony Storm and Tony Storm's going to get another match? I don't know. Um, we, we, we shall soon find out uh, moving forward. Um, but props to both ladies as I, I was very, you know, taken out of left field of actually how good, how decent this match was, uh, which I did not expect to being at all. I, I didn't think this match was going to be that long. Um, I expected Soraya to win and it wasn't going to be that you know long of a match. It went longer than I anticipated it would be because of Soraya not being fully healthy and really playing it safe with her, which is again, confusing why, if that's the case, put the world title on her, but who knows? Um, but props to both ladies, um, really solid stuff. And hopefully, especially with Tony storm and what she's got rocking with, hopefully she continues her, her, her momentum moving forward into collision or dynamite whenever we see her again, moving forward. And now, now we get to our main event. Our main event was MJF versus Samoa Joe for the AEW world championship. MJF guys pulls a WWF Bret Hart stick. I don't know if you guys remember the whole stick with Bret Hart where it was like Bret Hart was like walking backstage and there's like a little kid. He calls out his name, Bret, and Bret would turn around and he would give him the sunglasses and stuff. Well, MJF did that same exact thing. There's a little kid that called out his name like Max and Max turns around the same way. Freaking Bret Hart turned around and he gave him his scarf like freaking uh, freaking uh Bret Hart would give fans his his glasses, the glasses that he would wear in the ring, and freaking MGF gave the kid his scarf, and he whispered something to his ear, and then he looks up at his dad. His dad was next to him. He's like, Dad, I'm adopted? <laughs> so good. Just just so good. That That's all I got. Freaking, he's our scumbag, bro. <laughs> I freaking, I freaking love that, man. Freaking love that. Um, just, just really good stuff. MJF just bringing, being freaking MJF as always, bro. Freaking absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, so freaking the match starts, um, MJF, of course, he's still got that neck injury, you know, selling that injury throughout this match. Um, Samoa Joe, um, hits a death Valley driver onto the apron. This was really like gruesome. I mean, holy crap. Like MJF kind of really took a, Really crazy fall there. And, you know, of course, they want to continue to emphasize the neck injury and the targeting of the neck injury there within this match. Is of course, Samoa Joe dominated this match for the most part, at least majority of this match, as it should have been. I mean, it's Samoa Joe taking on somewhat of a smaller competitor in MJF as it should have been. Um, he, here's where I get baffled, right, in this, in this match. So... Samoa Joe sets up a table. He sets up a table and he puts MJF through it. Keep in mind, guys, the referee's not counting because why the fuck <laughs> would, would the ref be counting in a title match? Because 
He doesn't want the match to end in a count out, but motherfucker, your job is to count. Okay. If it was, if this was a false count anywhere, a no DQ, then that's one thing, but you're, but it's not, it's a standard one-on-one title match. You fucking count until the count of 10. That's professional wrestling one-on-one, but instead the referees out there trying to what, to, to gain uh, freaking semblance of, of order in the match because Samoa Joe just keeps whipping the shit out of freaking MGF and he puts him through a table. And and I'm thinking like, wouldn't that be a DQ or am I just fucking losing it? Because he set it up. He sets up the table and I'm like, that should be a fucking DQ. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, that's just really fucking baffles me. The stuff that AEW does in their matches that I just see, like the little things, it's really fucking odd of why the, and again, I mean, nobody says shit people in the, you know, everybody just claps and say how great of a wrestling match it was when again, some of the, they just expose wrestling one one just again with the referees, just not doing their job properly and just one-on-one matches and, and professional wrestling rules being thrown out the window. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I really, really don't know. You know, I get it. Like if you throw someone in the barricade or the steel steps or use the steel steps. Okay. But Samoa Joe set up the table like that. I don't know, man. That just is so weird. Meanwhile, he's been on the outside for a fucking eternity. The dude should have been already, <laughs> uh, the dude should have been somewhere close to being in the count of 10 to, to get back into the ring. I, I just... I, I don't know. Like he was busy freaking exposing the floor as that's what he's did. He, he exposes the ring floor and he delivers a pile driver to MJF. MJF was trying to struggle and fight out of it, but Joe hits that, uh, hits that pile driver. It, the, I think Excalibur said something about be, uh, being plastic panels to where it's not concrete, but it's plastic panels to where it's still, it's still hard. It's still a hard surface and it, it fucking hurts. <laughs> Um, you know, doctors and trainers are checking on MJF. Um, you know, they're trying to like, you know, give some space, trying to check on him. You know, MJF finds a way to continue to, to continue this match with his injury. Um, Joe yells at MJF to just give up like, dude, like screaming, like give up and freaking MJF spits in his face. He gives him a big slap and freaking, as soon as he slapped him, MJF, he didn't even like break his fall. He just falls flat on his face. Um, so MJF, at least, I mean, the dude is just selling the neck injury so well. He's selling of how the fact that he's getting his ass kicked in the moment, just so freaking well. MJF is just so fucking good, man. So freaking good. Um, MJF ends up, so he ends up fighting back. MJF delivers a power bomb to Samoa Joe. Um, he did a kangaroo kick earlier in the match. Freaking, he was pumping up the crowd. It's crazy what you can do as a talent, right? Where it's the little things where delivering a kangaroo kick can get a crowd to fucking pop. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, MJF goes to use the diamond ring. His, his diamond ring, you know, uh, as the referee is distracted. He gets caught with it. Samoa Joe low blows MJF. The ref doesn't see it. He hits a, mu- he hits a muscle buster from the top rope, I believe, or in the corner. Um, and MJF once again kicks out. So MJF is just like using, just using instincts, you can say, I guess at this point. Um, as freaking Samoa Joe, he locks in the sleeper, locks in the coquina clutch. 
and Adam Cole rushes to the ring. And now we get to freak injury number two. Adam Cole is running down the ramp like he's trying to collect the last copy of freaking of, of freaking Call of Duty on the shelves of fucking GameStop. <laughs> and he falls. He takes a nasty fall like on the side of the rampway. And as he's getting to ringside, he's limping. And I hope to God that he that I just hope to God that that injury is not freaking serious. As you can clearly see, he definitely he, he definitely aggravated something in his ankle or his foot. Um, hopefully it's not a sprain or he didn't break his freaking ankle as he was sent to the hospital. Adam Cole was sent to the hospital. He was sent to doctors um, once the show was over. So I'm sure we'll get more details on Adam Cole's situation, but that that did not look good at all. Um, just, yeah, man, that was just fucking insane um, as he's just like limping to ringside. But however, getting back into this match here, so he's rushing to ringside. Adam Cole distracts Joe. So I think MJF, he fought back in the Coquina Clutch and then freaking for Samoa Joe to get out of it, he rushes back, he backpedals into the turnbuckle and the referee tries to get out of the way. He like jumps out of the way because he's got freaking MJF coming at him, uh, locking in the Coquina Clutch or the sleeper. Um, and, and with that distraction, while the referee doesn't see it, Adam Cole gets involved. Samoa Joe gets slightly distracted. MJF uses a chain as well as wrist tape. I don't know if it was wrist tape or a chain or even both. Um, as he uses that to choke out uh, Samoa Joe, he brings him to, to the floor. The referee gets back into the ring and MJF passes out. And MJF retains the AEW world title as after the match... Uh, Samoa Joe gets up from his little nap <laughs> and uh, he shakes hands with MJF and walks off and MJF and Adam Cole stand tall as um, AW Grand Slam goes off the air. So look, um, obviously very, I mean, look, the, the match, can I say that this match was great? I can't. Was it decent? I'll give it decent to good, but I can't say that this match was great because again, man, just professional wrestling rules, one one being thrown out the window in this match with the things that they did. I'm just not on board with that. It's just, it, it doesn't make sense when somebody like me or any other wrestling fan knows that when you, you know, <laughs> when you set up a table and you put someone through a table, that's a fucking DQ. Or at some point, if you don't get back within the count of 10, which Samoa Joe felt like he was there for 20 fucking years outside the ring. It's just not a good look at all. It, it's just, it's really not. But outside of that, and the other thing I have is with MJF and playing kind of like, I don't want to say the superhero type of thing, but like, and I get it. You don't want MJF to lose simplistically. I completely get it. You don't want him to lose via just one finisher and that's it. But man, like this dude took a fucking pile driver after pile driver after a, even a pile driver onto expose, exposed flooring from the outside. Muscle busters. And, and this dude just can, and it's, and it's just like, okay, good for MJF, right? You want MJF to be strong. But it's just like, 
but then there's the prestige of the move, especially a muscle buster, which I believe is one of Samoa Joe's finishers or one of his big signature moves. Like you, you gotta make that shit stay face, you know, because you deliver all of that plus the muscle buster. And this motherfucker is still kicking out with the neck, the neck freaking injury. It's just, I don't know. They needed to, I felt like that was a little too much. Um, if I'm being completely honest with you, but, um, but I like how I, I obviously with Adam Cole's in, involvement and how he's like rushing to the ring, I guess he wanted to make that believable. Like he's got to make it to MJF's match. Cause he's coming from the hospital where he visit Roderick strong and, <laughs> and that shtick got himself freaking injured. It seems like so, yeah, it was, it, it was very, I don't want to say underwhelming, but I, I thought it would be better than it was. Not saying it was bad. Uh, there was nothing really bad about it. But obviously MJF winning this title was the right call, and who knows when he's going to lose this championship. Um, and, and again, man, even though we talked about Samoa Joe potentially winning this championship... And I said it from the jump, the one person that needs to take this championship away from him at this point, at least the person that's at the top of the ladder right now is Adam Cole. But now with this injury and, you know, we're going to know more later soon, are those plans going to change? Who knows? But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's def it's a bittersweet because this show overall was actually darn solid, but you have these injuries with Mox and, even a bigger injury here with Adam Cole. And it's just like, man, it's and that, that cause this could really change things moving forward with this story of how severe this injury is. You know, we hope it's just maybe like a little, you know, he just kind of just rolled his ankle a little bit that it's nothing too crazy that x-rays come out negative or some sort of, I mean, there's no sprains, there's no tears, there's no breaks or anything. So uh, we shall see, man. You know, we 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 shall see when it comes to that. You know, it's you know, I it would definitely suck, man. Because as you guys know, this is the only thing that AEW has left. The only thing that they have to stand on is this is this feud. You know, maybe you now have something with Sammy as well as Don Callis. They really, you know, hopefully they put in stock into that. But for the test of time. It's always been MJF, Adam Cole in the story. And now with this injury, you know, the only real story that's been, have been your two legs to stand on is now someone in jeopardy now. And, and we'll know more when it comes to this injury to see how, how badly that injury is from Cole. But yeah, it's, you know, it was, it was a sol I liked the story being somewhat told with Samoa Joe, um, afterwards, you know, this was about, of course, you know, MJF just wanting his respect, you know, from, you know, listen, I wasn't the same kid that you shoved back in Brooklyn and Samoa Joe kind of looked at MJF in that sort of way, you know, even though you, you may think that you're, 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 you're hot shit or whatever, but you're still that little boy, little Max that I freaking shoved that I made my bitch freaking being that's being the security guard when he was in NXT at, at NXT takeover in Brooklyn. Um, so that part, I don't mind the shtick with Bret Hart was fucking awesome. That was, that was, that was like the big highlight of this whole shtick outside of the match itself. 
But yeah, man, um, from top to bottom, man, nothing, nothing really bad to say about the show. It, it's, it's mainly just how unfortunate these injuries were with Mox and we'll know more about Mox as well and see where, where he goes from here when it comes to his concussion as well as Adam Cole and his injury. But outside of those injuries, and hopefully nothing harms the story, especially with Adam Cole and MJF, um, decent show, man. A, a decent decent little show. I mean, the crowd was into it all night. I mean, it's freaking New York. It's Arthur Ashe. So, you know, definitely, I mean, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, damn, damn solid for what it was. Even Eddie Kingston to start the show, even though I wasn't that interested going into this match. Um, at all, like Eddie Kingston versus Claudio didn't really, didn't really care that much going into it, but for what it was, from what I saw from bell to bell, I was damn entertained by it. Um, as you know, and, and, and I think the one, the one that's kind of stuck out like a sore thumb was definitely Ray Phoenix and John Moxley. Even if you take the injury out of the way, it, it, it just, it def that was the one match to where like, all right, I can take a bathroom break. I can go make a snack or something like that. Right. Um, and yeah, and even Soraya and Tony storm damn freaking solid, um, from, from both of those ladies. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm sure we'll find out more when it comes to these injuries and seeing where things lead up to, I know AW has a show called wrestle, uh, wrestle dream coming up in October as well as we have full gear coming up as well. Um, so yeah, man. So now it's time for AEW to get their storylines and to get their characters and, in, in, you know, into, uh, into high gear, you know, and, and just to kind of go back real quick before we end things, you know, Jericho and Sammy, you know, Sammy was backstage with Daniel Garcia, you know, so is Daniel Garcia going to be in all of this? Was this whole shtick with the JAS for, for members of the JAS to be involved with Don Callis, because if that's the case, then that would be also, would also be very interesting as well. You know, maybe not every member of, of the JAS, maybe it's just, maybe it's just Sammy and, and Daniel Garcia, or maybe Daniel Garcia goes in the other direction and joins Chris Jericho. And you can tell a story with that, you know, but then you would help, but then you would really have to go into depth with, you know, him kind of walking out of Chris and, you know, ex the explanation of why he's back side by side, helping out Jericho and trying to make sense of that. So, but if the plan is to, for some members of the JAS, like Garcia and others to now join Don Callis, that would be interesting, man. You know, the guy that he denied you know, the guy that was his best friend for so many years, Don Callis, and now he's taking Jericho's freaking henchmen, whatever you want to call it, his people. And now he's on he's on their side now. He's on Don Callis's side now. Or they are all on Don, Don Callis's side now. So interesting. You know, there there's there's stuff to sink your teeth into, but there's also a lot of things, especially in these injuries, to where your fingers are crossed. And that's that's really it, man. So that that is your AEW review. This was AEW Grand Slam, September twentieth, twenty twenty three. Thank you guys once again so much for tuning in to this episode, for joining me for this AEW Grand Slam review. Um, and of course, um, I will try to keep everybody updated in regards to these firings, as well as to many of these media rights deals, as many deals that are left to come when it comes to. 
when it comes to these releases, man, um, you know, of course, NXT, as, it, as they have now sent out that NXT stars are going to be next this afternoon. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be, you know, on edge and refreshing their Twitter, their X. Well, I can't call it Twitter, right? It's freaking X now. <laughs> freaking their social media platforms, refreshing them to see who gets released over there. Um, you know, freaking we'll see when it comes to SmackDown and Monday Night Raw where their direction is when it comes to being on a certain network. You know, does Monday Night Raw stay on the USA network? Do they go to a streaming service? Do they, you know, who 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 knows, man? You know, now now with SmackDown being a part of the USA network. So, um, yeah, man, a lot of shit, <laughs> a lot of stuff is going down, um, within the world of WWE, but as well in the world of AEW, as there'll be a lot more to discuss over the next several days. But thank you guys once again for tuning into this episode. I want to once again, give two quick shout outs. Uh, one is to, uh, Jalen Johnson. I want to thank him for joining me last episode. If you guys haven't checked that out. Make sure you guys tune into that. We talked Monday Night Raw, as well as a lot of other stuff in regards to WWE. Uh, that was uh, put up uh, yesterday or on late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Um, so make sure you guys uh, go check that out if you haven't already. But shout out to him. Make sure you guys go check him out uh, on Instagram, TikTok, all of his stuff. Um, you know, in regards to pro wrestling and all that stuff that he covers um, on his social media platforms, but shout out to him, man. Um, for, for, for joining me for that episode as well as of course, my co-host Brian, you know, shout out to you, my man. Can't wait to have you back soon. Um, but yeah, thank you guys once again, man, for tuning in. And of course, make sure you guys stay tuned for Saturday, Saturday. We are back talking WWE SmackDown, um, to see, you know, what transpires over there. And I believe there we have Asuka versus, uh, EO Sky for that WWE Women's Championship. And you know, we'll see how that transpires. We'll see how these releases and these these breaking news stories will transpire over the next several days once we do get to Saturday. But make sure you guys stay tuned for all that, man, because we're going to talk all about it. So make sure you guys stay tuned for more episodes to come. And make sure you guys uh, follow us on social media, man. Make sure you guys join our Facebook page. And make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. Regardless, if you watch this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're on, we want to thank you guys so much for always tuning in to every single episode. And like I always say, stay tuned for more chaos and more professional wrestling to come. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli, and your boy is signing off, saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody.